morning, everybody. Once again, you are here. And you should all say, here we are. That's significant because in order for you to be here, you had to take initiative in being here. And uh, I wanted to just mention my shirt so that you're not really distracted by it. So there is somebody who has an initiative in my life. That's my wife, Amy. And uh, she was looking at some shirts and she is thinking, you know, you need some new shirts. And so this is kind of different. We have actually three of these shirts, plaid type shirts. But you know how they, the new look is Untuck It, right? Untucked. And uh, Untuck It's a brand, so it's not actually the brand. But, and uh, you roll up the sleeves, you know, you kind of, I don't actually wear it long sleeve out. I used to wear it long sleeve out in my disco days when I used to go out dancing and drinking, but those are, days are gone. And um, so, anyway, I got a lot of compliments on this. So Amy took the initiative to get me some new shirts, and some of you took the initiative to, to give me compliments. So I'll take the initiative to go ahead and tell Amy that she, uh, she made some good selections. Isn't it amazing how how much happens with initiative. In fact, apart from initiative, nothing gets done. You won't be able to do anything without some kind of initiative, and we'll find out a little bit more why. We're talking here in a series of, on faith, F-A-I-T-H, Faithful, Available, Initiative, Teachability, and Heart. So next week, we're going to do a little a brief overview of this summary because we have communion and so the sermon time is going to be short, and we're going to have Nichigo joining us. And they haven't heard this series at all. And so we're going to have to go over it with them to some degree. After that, I'm going to do heart. I'm going to speak on heart because I'm going to be away the week after that, which is February 9th. And at that time, Joel is going to do the teaching, the message on teachability. So make sure you come for that one if at, at least, okay? And encourage Joel. Actually, you should be here for all of them. We actually want all the people to cover all of the F-A-I-T-H acrostic because this becomes something that is something that we're striving toward as a body of Christ here. We want to remove the, the fuzziness that comes uh, just by doing church sometimes. This is one of the areas in my own life of leadership that I found that was lacking, and that is I, I like people to walk with Christ, and I don't want to work with you to walk with Christ. I want to work with you to walk with Christ. But as a group of people, I, I'm sometimes not really clear in describing to the congregation exactly what are we looking at, how, what does Jesus want the congregation to be. And so I'm a little bit fuzzy. And so we've been going through these things the elders have to find out how can we sharpen up what we are and who we are at West Oahu Christian Church. So that's why we're going through this uh, um, faith acrostic, okay? So um, today we're looking at initiative, and we're talking about the servant, specifically the servant with initiative. In this message, we're going to look at what is initiative. We're also going to look at what is the servant with initiative, as well as how can I get help with initiative? Because we're... We have certain strengths and weaknesses, and we're, we're, don't, we're not going to have initiative in everything. So how can we get better at it? Okay, so with that in mind, let's go to the Lord and ask Him for His help. Lord, we come before You today. 
we thank you that you are the God certainly with initiative because in the beginning, you created the heavens and the earth. You started it all out. And Father, we're, we're grateful that you are a God of initiative. And as we're made in the image of God, you give us a capacity to have initiative. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to have that initiative in the areas where it is most important. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I have, beginning with a little quiz. What does initiate mean? Anybody know what initiate means? Say again. Begin. Yes, yeah, some of you said begin. Right. How did you know that? Oh, you took the initiative to look on your notes page. Okay, so initiate, it really comes from the word initial. It means a first action or if you think about the initials, what are your initials? It's the first letter, right, of your name. It's the first letter. So it's the first thing. It's the thing that starts it off. Our scriptures for the, the I or initiative in faith is James 4, 17, that first one there. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. What this simply says is that God is calling us to go ahead and do the good that's there before us. And if we don't do it, we've missed his mark. What he, James is saying is there is a certain given expectation that we will respond to the good that God, opportunity that God gives us before us. Proverbs 3, 27 and 28, our other scripture, also is very descriptive of this. It says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you, when you already have it with you. So, God is saying, if, you, if it's in your power to act, and you can make a difference here, go ahead and do it. Did you know that you can make a difference in this situation, in the course and timeline of history, you can make a difference. So when we, we talked about the parable of the Good Samaritan last time, the story of the Good Samaritan that Jesus gave. The priest came by and saw this person lying on the ground who needed help, and they walked on the other side of the street and went by. The Levite came by and went by this person who needed help, and they went on the other side of the street. And a Samaritan came by and went ahead and helped. In other words, uh, this is a, this, the idea here, here is the people had, these three people had a, an opportunity, the same opportunity to help, but only one of them did. Only one of them had the initiative to actually help somebody. So someone with initiative is someone who gets things going. You had to have a certain amount of initiative to get out of bed this morning, unless somebody kicked you out of bed. I can't be healthy for you. I cannot eat food for you. I cannot fill up gas for you. There are certain things that you just need to do. And we're always having some kind of initiative. The question is, what are we doing? And the, the, the theme of this today is, don't wait for someone else to take action. God has placed a responsibility on us to some degree to take action. 
Okay, so in Ecclesiastes 4.11, Ecclesiastes, uh, uh, Solomon, I mean, uh, um, yeah, Solomon looks at life. He observes people in life, and he said, he who observes the wind, watches the wind, and uh, will not sow. He who just watches the wind will not sow, that is, plant. He won't plant in the ground, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. If you're just sitting around watching clouds all day long, you're not going to go out on the field and do some hard work. So in other words, you just got to get up and do stuff. So initiate is to take the first step. It's the spark plug, really, to ignite fuel that starts a chain reaction. It's the first domino. David Mahoney says, there's a time when you need to stop revving up the car and put it into gear. That's a visual, isn't it? Okay, the car's engine's been going. Let's get going. Todd Smith said, uh, what talks about um, a newspaper columnist named, named Dwight Turner, and he said, initiative is a force of personal energy that arises from deep within and flows forth into positive goal-oriented action. Now, as Christians, we might say, oh, that sounds so humanistic. But think about this. There are things that God himself will not do without you doing it. God's called you to do it. God can do it all by himself, but he's determined to have you participate with him. There is a certain amount of inner unction that we have to exercise, and that's called initiative. Now, there's two kinds of initiative. There's personal initiative and group initiative. Uh, The the main one we want to focus on here is, uh, well, we want to talk about both what personal initiative really is things like washing dishes or washing the clothes or cleaning or or, uh, applying for a job. Now, all the opportunities are out there, but we need to take some action. Spiritually speaking, initiative takes initiative to read your Bible, to pray, to get involved in fellowship or Bible studies or to share Jesus with a friend. Opportunities are out there. You need to initiate some action. It takes initiative to pursue relational health. Relationships can go sour, and we need to pursue those things. My dad used to always always tell me when I was in elementary school, do things without being told. I guess I couldn't hear very well back then, but I used to think it was do things without being told. I thought, how does my doing something prevent me from becoming a toad? Anyway, not, and really I didn't know what he was saying until I grew up. <laughs> do things without being told to do it. Okay, so that's initiative, right? It's doing your laundry without, without being asked, picking up rubbish without being asked, doing your chores without being asked, doing your homework without being asked, washing the dishes without being asked. It's pulling out that bothersome weed without being asked. It's sweeping the floor without being asked. What's the common phrase of all of that? Without being asked. Just something in you says, I'm going to just do this. It's here, it's in my power, I'm going to do it. Okay, so there are lots of good things who are without, that are within your power that you can do without being asked, and that's initiative. Now, it's for simple things, back onto simple things. Initiative is not saying this. Basically, that's somebody else's job. 
So what do you do if you come across, or if you spilled coffee on the floor, or you come across coffee on the floor? Don't say, that's somebody else's job. How about if you're out of paper towels or out of toilet paper? Would you say, that's somebody else's job? What if the person before you ran out of toilet paper and they said, that's somebody else's job? How would you feel about that? See a piece of rubbish on the ground. Don't say that's somebody else's job. You're at the door because somebody's hands are full and coming toward the door. Don't say opening the door is somebody else's job. Take initiative. That's, that's initiative. So we're talking about the servant with initiative. As we talk about the servant with initiative, we, we, we think about Mark 10, 45. Jesus said his, he came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus did not come to be served. He didn't say that's somebody else's job. That, he said, I come as a serv servant. He came to give his life away. Jesus said, I am among you as one who serves, Luke 22, 27. So, at West Oahu, we want to be a church where everyone takes personal responsibility to do his or her part. His or her part. You don't have to do somebody else's part, but do your own part if it's in, the, in your power to do so. If we were to do that, if every one of us just took a little moment to do a small amount, this whole facility would be different. We would be creating an attitude, a spirit, where everyone is willing to help out. Now, there's a caveat, of course. You cannot do you cannot do everything, and you don't need to do everything. God has not called you to take initiative in everything. You're going to immediately run out of capacity. You're not Superman or, as we saw in the video, Wonder Woman. But you cannot, because you cannot do everything, you need to prioritize your options. Some things are more important than others. In Matthew 23... Matthew records Jesus saying that the Jewish leaders did, did the less important things, but they didn't do the more important things of the law. They neglected the more important things. So, a messy car is not that big a deal, but an unreconciled relationship is a big deal to God. Excelling in sports is less important than commitment to fellowship to God. So Jesus emphasized, for example, relational health, taking initiative. If somebody sins against you, you go and show them their fault. If you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar and go reconcile with your brother. You can say this, The Lord impressed upon me, my heart, to apologize for what I said and did. Or this, I'm not sure if I'm just being sensitive, but I was hurt by what you said. How about this? Are we okay? Sometimes you have just this sense that there's something blocking in relationship. Are we okay? How about this? I forgive you. There are people with whom you might have a conflict who are no longer here. 
you can take the initiative to say, I forgive you. Now, I want to talk about this. Three ways people take initiative. This is an interesting one. It's a little picture in your, in your picture of a brain in your um, handout. So we have this neocortex. It's called the, uh, well, the neocortex is part of your thinking, your logic, your reasoning, your conscious choice. This is where decisions are made on your speech and actions. Limbic system is your emotion, feeling, memory, sense, senses, and your hormones. And reptilian, this is the most primitive, that they say, of your, your brain, which is reflective, reactionary, automatic, fight, flight, fight, flight, or freeze. Now, this is extremely simplistic, as Dr. Robert Young would be able to tell you. But these are basic reactions, and we need all of these reactions, by the way. You don't not want to have some part of your brain. You want the whole part of your brain. However, the reptilian and limbic part of your brain automatically tend to want to lead us in a particular direction. And that direction may or may not be in alignment with God's ways and will. For example, hunger or fear will point us into a certain direction. A wonderful or maybe traumatic memory can point us in a certain direction. And you would say, I'm inclined to do this or that. The neocortex can, it might be capable of make, helping you make a conscious choice. It may or may not be able to override the reptilian and limbic brains. But in order to do the thing that God wants, but we don't necessarily feel like doing. Or vice versa, you, that God doesn't want, but we feel like doing. We need to stop. Take a pause and stop the automatic reaction that the limbic brain and the reptilian brain gives us. And we need to make a word-informed, God's word-informed, Bible-informed, and spirit-led choice. And we ask the question, okay, what does God want me to do? I want to do this. Everything in me wants to do this. But what does God want me to do? This is called obedience. So regarding initiative, initiative is not just a knee-jerk reaction. Knee-jerk reaction is oftentimes uh, the, the fodder for us to make excuses. But if you can do good, God says, then do it. Then we have group initiative. Group initiative, okay, so this happens on the personal level everywhere we go. Group initiative, so basically this is when you have initiative, but you call somebody else along. Hey, let's go have a barbecue. The moment you say, let's go have a barbecue, you're helping somebody else. That's a group. You get your neighbors together. Or let's do a church activity. Now that's group. Now you have a lot of people normally who are willing to help out. Every church, every organization has lots of people willing to help out. But only a few people who are willing to take group initiative. Kind of scary to take group initiative, right? You become responsible. But it's really neat, you know, um, regarding the Christmas decorations in the beginning of the Christmas season, Elaine, I didn't ask her if I can say, share this, but, but I will anyway. I'll ask you afterwards, Elaine. So anyway, so she said, hey, guys, you guys want to get together and, and uh, decorate the, the sanctuary? 
whole bunch of people said, yeah, yeah, let's do this. And some people couldn't make it, of course. And then time to clean up. Time to clean up. You guys want to help out cleaning up? A bunch of people said, yeah, okay, we'll do this. So that, that's initiative. That's initiative that I wish I had. I wish I had. <laughs> she has more initiative than I do. And I'll be honest with you. I do struggle in that area of initiative. In fact, every time I'm doing this message, I am preaching to myself. I have initiative in certain things. I don't have initiative in everything. But leaders need to be that spark plug for church cleanup, potluck, luncheons, picnic, picnic, a host home, or facilitate a small group, teaching Sunday school. Now, there are people with a gift of leadership that, are, that we recognize that have this unction to kind of get people going. But just because somebody has a gift of leadership does not mean that that person has initiative in everything. Someone uh, a while back told me about this person, a real strong leader in the church, but they got into this conflict with somebody else in the church, and when they were asked if they would want to be reconciled, that strong leader said, no, no, no interest in being re reconciled. So while this strong leader was, was um, able to get people together, they volunteered and do stuff, they didn't have initiative to be reconciled. So not everybody has the same amount of initiative in everything. And so, but the question then is, how do we grow? We, actually, there's just, let me go into that. Before we do that, I want to go into the boundaries of initiative. As those with initiative, if you're a servant with initiative, you're going to run up into this boundary and sometimes go over the boundary. Um, how many of you, don't raise your hand, but how many of you have experienced that? You have initiative, you want to take charge and go over it, and, and the next thing you know, you've kind of gone beyond uh, the scope of authority. Uh, uh, if you have a lot of initiative, probably something like that has happened. It's very, very common for that to happen. But take note of this. Wayne Cordero said, it's much easier to bridle a stallion than to kick a mule. <laughs> it's better to get a, a, a horse that has a lot of drive and push and be able to control that, that unction. Um, um, Peter was like that, by the way, right? He had to be bridled. And then he has a lot of horsepower. You know, horsepower? Oh, oh, never mind. I guess you missed that one. Anyway, um, but it can be frustrating. If you're a person with a lot of push, if you're a stallion-type person, and you cross the line, and then somebody's got to correct you on that, um, it's frustrating. But it happens to us all. One time I was, um, as a young leader, I was a st on staff at a church, and uh, I, I, I uh, took the initiative, took the initiative to order a, crate, a case of Bibles, because we didn't have Bibles. And so I thought, you know, any church would, any church supposed to have Bibles. And so I took the initiative to order a, a case of Bibles. The Bibles came in, and a leader above me saw it and said, Stan, who ordered that case of Bibles? <laughs> I said, oh, I did. And he said, did somebody tell you to order that case of Bibles? <laughs> no. And I felt a twang of conviction in my heart. It was pride. And I'll be honest with you, it was pride, it was a sense of arrogance that these leaders are not 
ordering Bibles. I'm going to be the Savior, and I'm going to do it. And so I did it, but I overstepped my boundary, and I had to be corrected on that. And that wasn't the last time. But people with initiative are in important and essential. But there are limits to authority. I mean, the limit of authority. Nadab and Abihu author, uh, offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, and they were destroyed. King Saul and the prophet Samuel um, Prophet Samuel gave King Saul some instructions on what to do with the Philistines. You have to destroy the Philistines and destroy the animals. Saul disobeyed, and because of that, his kingship was stripped. The other problem here is presumption, the problem of presumption. King David wanted to build a temple before the, for the Lord, and he thought, I'm going to do this. But God said, no, you're not going to do it. Your son Solomon's going to do it. Why? Because you're a man of blood. You're a man of war. James and John had initiative, but what did they want to do? They wanted to call down fire from heaven to destroy those guys who are preaching Jesus but weren't part of our group. What if Jesus said, oh yeah, have at it. Call down fire from heaven. Uh, of course, Jesus didn't say that. Why? Because that was out of Jesus' authority. Every leader goes through that kind of stuff. And it's part of the growing process of learning to, to, to work and be under authority and use that horsepower you have to, to work with others in that authority. I want to go over this decision-making process at WOCC. It's in one of those boxes over there. The reason why I want to go over this is because many of you, if I didn't go over this, are going to say, Stan, you told me to, to you give this sermon on initiative, and so I took initiative and I got into trouble. Okay, so we would like people to take initiative, but we would like to give them a little bit of guidance here, okay? So the first question here is, does this decision align with West Oahu's mission, value, policies, and social covenant? That's the first question. Does it, is it aligned with who we are? Second question is, am I okay with this coming into the light with my family, friends, congregation, the leaders, the public? We, we find a lot of stuff going on. When you look at the news and, and politics and things, all kinds of things come into the light that were done in secret places. Jesus warned us that things you say in the secret is going to come into the light. The question is, are we willing for that to come into the light? And the next question is, is it right by biblical and ethical standards? And if it is, then it's probably okay. Stan, I notice you said probably Okay, because I don't know all the conditions. But if you do your conscientious best as a leader to do this, we will support you. Okay? I want to I say that because I want you to take initiative, but I want our initiative to be done within the realm of, of um, working together. We can offer to lead a Bible study or a small group. We can volunteer to oversee an activity. We can recruit others to clean up after potluck. We can offer prayer and spiritual direction to others without being asked. We can also address people's inappropriate behaviors and speech without being asked. Not everything needs to come up to the elders for us to handle it. So, 
finally here, the, the question is, how can we get help with initiative? Most of us are pretty fixed in what our patterns are. But if we allow that to just dominate our, our, how we are, then we will be, we'll have unnecessary limits on our, on our um, serving God. So I'd like to offer this. The first thing to do to get help is to pray. First thing, very first thing. Ask God. God's ready to help you. Secondly, start with small steps. I don't know about you, but when I have a mental block about doing something, I have to write this, write, write, write this complicated email or something. I'm not supposed to, forget I said that. All of you who have worked with me will say, Stan, that's a no-no. Complicated emails are a no-no, okay? Um, okay, let's say I have to work on a complicated paper. And I just have, oh, I just, just not waiting, ready to get going. Just sitting down at the keyboard, opening up the document, just that start helps me get going. Start small. How about be around and observe people with initiative? Guess what? It rubs off on you, you know. It really does. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. How about this? Be a part of a team. Utilize the power of Ecclesiastes, I mean, power of fellowship. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10 says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Why do we think Jesus sent out his disciples two by two? Initiative. Initiative is easier when you're part of a team. Workshops and seminars help to build initiative. It provides a spark of, of freshness. Um, how about this? Stop and take a break. The reality is... People get overstressed, they get depressed, they get sick. Stop! It's okay to stop. In fact, the word Sabbath comes from the word Shabbat. And it means stop. Say it with me. Stop. It's okay to stop, rest, and let God restore your spirit. Affirming the season is a very important thing. Not everybody's going to be in the same season. If you're a caregiver to your parent, your availability and your capacity is going to be way less. If you're fighting a dread disease and you're on some kind of medication, your availability and capacity is going to be way less. But it's okay because God is the one who guides you in what to take initiative in. And there's other things like get a life coach. Um, very few people actually do that, but many people find it very helpful. I'd like to ask the band if they can come up as we just take a few moments to reflect. Is, if it's not too late, is it too late? <laughs> um, just to reflect on these. Is there something that God, can, that, that you can receive help in in your initiative? First of all, what do you struggle in in initiative? What is it like you have a mental block like I mentioned? You just come across this thing and... Uh, Somebody else seems to be able to do it just fine. But you have a really hard time. What is it? Be honest about that. How can you receive help for that? And you know yourself best. You don't have to settle for the way you are now. You don't have to depreciate yourself or beat yourself up for the lack of initiative. Be grateful for the initiative God has given you and trust God 
get help, and then you can be the servant with initiative. Father, we give this to you, Lord. We ask for your help in all of these areas. We pray, Lord, especially that you would make us sensitive so that we'll be attentive to what you're calling us to do. When we are confronted and faced with goodness that we can do, help us to be able to step forward and say, God, I want to take that step and help out. In Jesus' name I pray.